Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 181, from June 9th, 1996, a Sunday night show. No kiss tonight, just a love between the two hosts. Adam has a cold, and he's been moving all weekend. He laments moving in general, and then he gets into his riff about how when you're a mover, there really is no upside, you can only screw things up. And that's a theory riff that he shares to this day on his podcast. Turns out he was helping another couple move, and uh, was getting a bit of a hard time from the dude of the group. Presumably his friend? Adam jokes about people trying to tempt him with a six-pack of beer. He's got a hilarious prohibition response and he plugs the upcoming guests Dishwalla, Corn, and Goldfinger who are all scheduled for later in the week and their hopeful kiss will be on next week according to Adam they go right into the calls less than five minutes into the show this is another one of these classic just love between the two host shows and Adam closes it out with Mahalo it seems to be back for good by now I guess we will see as per usual this was recorded in 1996 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact Dr. True and Mike Catherwood on current day love line 1-800-LOVE-191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Okay. Love Line is meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Fine, then. Let me give the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. How are you, Doc? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Actually, I'm bad. You got a cold. Got a cold. You've been moving all weekend. <sighs> I had to bring that up, huh? Yeah. I uh, Moving is really the worst thing you could ever do i couldn't imagine being a mover yeah for a living that because sounds... it's the kind of thing that you do once every two or three years and it's the worst day of your life but maybe if you got good at it if you're doing other people's stuff every day <laughs> what's to get good at you're you're humping furniture yeah. there's nothing to get good at there's no technique yeah. there's like a little you learn a few knots right when you strap this stuff in and you know what i thought the worst part about being a mover is no satisfaction Nobody cares what you do. All you can do is screw up. Right. Meaning you could move an entire, you could move a a 40 room mansion into a house, not scratch a thing except for nick up one corner of one coffee table and it would be a disaster. Right, right, right. The woman would pitch a fit. The guy would be pissed off and, and they'd probably bring you up for years on end. People, what happened there? The damn mover. But there's no satisfaction. Nobody comes into a house and goes, hey, how'd that sofa get here? Right, right. Wow, that's nice. Nice right. job of uh, transporting the sofa. Right. Nobody gets either. No one appreciates you. Somebody gave you some grief? I was helping somebody move. And and something happened? No, I was just sick the entire time. And, you know, I had this sore throat and this stuffy nose and it was 100 degrees. You didn't and- drop the eggs as you were... Taking a refrigerator part. No, I wasn't moving a dairy, Drew. I was moving somebody's home. Ugh. Yeah, but it was one of these things where I had to like pop the pins on the hinges and take Ugh. the door off Ugh. to get the refrigerator out the thing. Just a disaster. No, no, no. Thanks, Engineer Mike. Though it was a male who was riding me. The female was back at the uh, homestead cutting up the watermelon and chilling the uh, generic soda. And that's another thing too. You know, people try to lure you over with a six pack. <laughs> They go, hey, how about you come over and move? And you believe me, I've been getting this my whole life because I'm a carpenter. You know, they go, hey, we're having a uh, deck building party. Oh. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to come over. Oh. I want you to bring your compressor and your finished gun. 
and your your uh, framing gun and all your tools, your chop saw and your table saw. Bring it, bring it all over. We're going to build a deck for about 10 hours out in the hot sun. But I'll tell you what, there's a six-pack in it for you. <laughs> Look at myself. What is this, Prohibition? Like, I can't go to the freaking wow. 7-Eleven up the street by my wow. own six-pack? Wow. What am I supposed to do? Weigh this? Uh, let's see. Spend, uh, spend 10 hours in the sun building a guy a deck, which I'd normally charge about $300 for, or spend four fifty nine and get myself a sixer. Boy, I got to think about this one. I'd, it's just insulting that they mentioned the beer part. Right, right. Well, they know you at least. All right. All right, Drew, you okay? Yeah, let's go. Hey, wait a minute. Dish Wallace coming in tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. I want to mention that. Yeah, yeah. And Corn and Goldfinger. So uh, we got a full plate. And uh, next week, hopefully, Kiss will be in here. All right, to the phones we go. Dominique, 15. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dominique. Um, I was calling basically because I wanted to ask your opinion, you both being males. Um, guys my age, it seems, are very good at going after girls because of their parents, because they find them attractive. And But when you ask even a guy or other girls for advice on how to get a boyfriend, they always say that they look for who you are, what you like to do, if you're interesting, if you're fun. Um, and it's been my experience that that's not the case. And I wanted to ask you when it is exactly that guys get past that and start to actually care about more than what you look like. Usually after a few divorces and maybe a near-death experience <laughs> or brush with the law. Guys in prison seem to get past that pretty quick. Felons, I would say, are more mature than guys on the outside when it comes to uh, looking past a woman's beauty or non-beauty, as it were. Dominique, mm-hmm. uh, people say this kind of stuff because it, 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 it makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, and they go, oh, no, no, she's, uh, in, it's how, in, you know, they're stretching when they get into how they treat other animals or people. Oh, she's great with kids, <laughs> as opposed to the other one who, like, smacked the kid with a mallet. She's great with kids. She loves the animals. It's, it's BS. Mm-hmm. Guys go for looks. Women, on, on the other hand, are more mature. They go for how much money a guy... No. <laughs> they go for the sense of humor, and the guy's style is what they go for. And, and, I, and I think they were being a little unfair. I mean, I think that, that when you say guys go for the looks, I think that is something in our society, in particular on the West Coast, people tend to really focus on that as at least their initial attraction, that, that sort of a threshold mm-hmm. is passed. Then they do. I think people are, don't insist on relationships when it's just not working. Even you, Adam. Uh-huh. That you had a relationship with that stripper who, right. uh, obviously, that was not a you know you didn't meet in the library, and uh, they coincidentally do have a library in the strip joint. I think the books were fake. I never tried to pull one off the wall. So if that's the case, then would it be right to try to change the way you look or do things, especially just to make yourself look nice to try to catch someone? Wouldn't that be like leading people on? I think. No, I think that you know throughout the animal kingdom, people groom animals, groom people's grooms to try to to uh, when they're in mating age, that's what they do. So I mean, a friend should come by and uh, pull the pull the ticks off of Dominique and eat them. Mm-hmm. Dominique, yes, yes, you you must sort of play the game in order to get the initial attention, and then you sort of take it from there. Then the personality takes over, sense of humor, sense of wit you know, intelligence and all that comes into play. But first you need the initial, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, the you know, you got to wash and wax the car first, get the guy to pull over and take a look at it. Then you start talking about ashtrays, cup holders, and air conditioning. Okay. 
Okay. All right. All right. Thank so you. Go ahead and uh, Simonize yourselves. <laughs> nice. Ken, twenty-eight. Oh, perfect timing. Just got my son to bed. <laughs> um, this is my deal. Um, well, first of all, I want to mention that you guys are absolutely great. I love listening to you guys. Thank you. Um, each night. Thank you, Ken. Obviously, a, a scholar. <laughs> uh, that's the first time anybody's ever said that to me. All right. Well, don't tell us what you really do. You're going to disappoint us. <laughs> well, anyway. Let's see. Um, I've been married for six years. Um, and, well, like most every other male, I masturbate a lot. Um, and, of course, with my wife, we do mutual masturbation. We do all kinds of different kinds of uh, um, uh, forms of sex. But lately, um, I don't know if this is like a form of impotence or what, but lately um, I haven't been able to orgasm when we're having actual intercourse. Um, it takes me a long time. Um, sometimes I feel like I can stay hard forever, but never reach that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly where, what to do, how to how to get this back to where it was before. It, it never was a problem in the past. No, not really. How long has this been going on? Something that my wife and I, we've uh, just accepted, I guess, for the last year. All right, so this has been going on for about a year. Yeah. Now, yeah. you're able to reach orgasm and all different other aspects of your uh, uh, sexuality with your wife, but just not through intercourse. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, like, it's like it takes a lot of work. Are you on any medication? Uh, none. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken... These things happen. I mean, sometimes you sort of, uh, there's this sort of rotating sex thing. Like you spin the big sex wheel, and sometimes it lands on oral sex, and sometimes it lands on intercourse, and sometimes it lands on masturbation, and you you have your little runs. Now, a year is kind of a long run, but some sometimes you sort of get on your different topics. You get into your little different niches, and you sort of stay with them for a while. And you abandon some of the old stuff. Uh-huh. And, and then what happens is, is you get too used to one thing, let's say oral sex or let's say masturbation or something like that. And then when you try to work another aspect of sex, it doesn't feel right. The penis is confused. doesn't know what's going on. Hey, wait, what's going on here? This isn't a mouth. This isn't a hand. Right. You see what I'm saying? Do you want to ask about the relationship and all that? No, no. I'm staying, I'm staying on sex here. Ken, here's my suggestion. I bet this will work, too. Do not relieve yourself. Do not come to orgasm unless it is through uh, penetration, unless it is through uh, copulation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Don't try the old in and out for a few minutes, realize it's not going to work, and then, you know, pull out and do, you know, help yourself. No helping yourself. For how long? No, actually, uh, uh, my wife will orgasm first. That's kind of like routine for us because uh, she can't orgasm very easily. Um, which I guess is very common, uh, just through intercourse. So we'll do a little bit of that, and then she'll rub herself with me um, till she comes, and then it's my turn, you know, and it's been just kind of a routine. Right, but I'm saying you miss your turn if you cannot orgasm while uh, while while having sex with her. Yeah, I guess. And, just, and you just keep waiting until you can. I would give it about a day and a half. <laughs> what do you think, Drew? Is that bizarre advice? 
It sort of sounds okay to me. Yeah, this whole topic makes me uncomfortable. So you guys, you finish. Oh, it. <laughs> actually, no. It's something that's dawned on me too, and the figures, you know, as soon as I call you guys, I think about it. But uh, though my wife and I, we have two beautiful kids, um, and the second one was kind of an accident, but absolutely um, a beautiful child. But you're nervous about having another one. But yes, and I think that's it's been a discussion between both of us. There you go. All right. How about birth control? Yeah. There yeah. Hasn't been anything that's worked. Oh, he doesn't have birth control. Oh, all right. Well, I, then there you go, Ken. I think uh, you're I anxious. Two by four. Your anxiety. You have anxiety that something's going to happen as a result of it. Of course, you're going to hold that. That's only natural. Man, I wish I thought of this before. How about how about uh, oral contraceptive pill? That's fail safe, basically. True. My wife has been on that for like three years, and then uh, um, uh, her doctor recommended that she get off that and we try something different, and we were trying all types. Maybe uh, it's time to get back on it. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. His, his penis <laughs> isn't going along. His penis has been talking to his wallet. Yeah. They've decided uh, they couldn't afford another one. Yeah. And so they're, they've, they've taken over. They're on strike. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, all right. See? See, Drew, you're right. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I was just. You didn't ask. Well, they're they're a married couple. They're having a lot of sex, and I was assuming that they had some form of birth control. Sam, 21. Hi, Adam. Hi, Doctor Drew. Hey. Um, I was considering donating my eggs to an infertile couple. Uh-huh. Um, one because I myself am not planning on having children, and two because there's a three thousand dollar compensation. Right. Um, uh, why aren't you planning having kids? Hold on, Sam. I'll give you thirty five hundred. Start a little bidding war for Sam's yeah, eggs. Drew, you, you I don't want 37? I don't need her eggs. <laughs> All right. Last time, my wife was an egg donor. Look what we got. <laughs> That's right. 75% chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have all the medical information in front of me now, and the HCG injections mm-hmm. are really scaring me, and I don't. everything seems so vague and abstract. Well, it, it's not that it's vague and abstract. It's that, it's that there's not been a long period of experience using these substances. And it's really not so much the the initial problem, right? It's not while you're exposed to them, although they can make you nuts. They can really f- affect your moods rather dramatically, and I think that is underplayed. How how it affects people's neurologic status, I, I don't think they give women credit for how Drew, much. What are you talking about? That it makes it makes women very very what, moody what? and irritable. What does uh, the the what they do? Okay, I'm sorry. The, what, oh, what Jesus, Drew, come what, on. What she's talking about doing is going in and having artificially through hormonal manipulation, having her eggs. Over, her ovaries stimulated so profoundly that they produce dozens of eggs simultaneously. And then what they do is they go in th- through the vagina and put a needle through the vaginal wall and suck out these eggs. Uh-huh. And they freeze them and they put them in with, with somebody's sperm and they make embryos out of that. Now, does that mean Sam cannot have kids then later? No, it doesn't. Uh, it, it shouldn't for, affect her fertility. But she is, for whatever reason, I'm interested why, has decided she's never going to have kids. Why is that, Sam? point in my life i'm just it doesn't seem like something that would why match. well because i freedom <laughs> yeah, but you're 21 yeah i know i just i, I guess I, I don't foresee believe me the, the world looks different at 21 as opposed to 31 yeah it looks better well maybe it smells a little different at 21 too well i guess my i don't know well maybe my mind will change right. later on in life okay but let me let me just finish the, the kind of risk you do have to concern yourself with and that is the long-term risks whether or not there's gonna be a risk of breast cancer or ovarian cancer or something we just don't know or some again ovarian failure or something endocrinologic it doesn't appear to be but we just don't know for sure okay okay what okay and there's also one line that says don't maybe local soreness and redness at the injection sites what exactly does that mean that means whenever you inject anything 
if particularly these oil-based compounds that they're going to be giving you, you can get infection, you can get local reactions. Oh, I thought she said vocal, local, but I think local. she meant local. Yeah, local. All right. Um, uh, yeah, Drew, you're screwing with God, aren't you, when you do this? It Kind of, but it's uh, you wonder. Yeah, but you don't know what the effects are down the well, road because this stuff's only been going on for how long? decade or two. Not, well, a decade or two, so that's only a couple hundred years. Tanya, 15. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey. I just want to say that I think you guys are really cool, and I listen to you almost every night, and you guys are, like, really funny, and I love your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Okay, here's my question. Okay, there's this guy that I see around my school, and, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's really cute and everything, and I didn't know him, and I didn't have any guts to go up to him. And, like, I'd always, you know, been pointing him out to my friend all the time and everything. And then, like, one day I was at a park with my friend, and I saw him there. And I, like, decided I wanted to talk to him. And I couldn't get myself to do it yet. But, like, it took me, like, a long time. Like, I was standing behind him and stuff for, like, a long time. And I finally <laughs> went up and talked to him. And, like, he was really nice and everything. Yeah. And, like, he's a senior. So, like, his last day of school, like, tomorrow's, like, my last chance to get his phone number or give him mine or whatever. And I just, I want to know how, how, how do I approach How do I get to do that? Because I'm, like... I'm kind of shy, which, like, surprised me that I actually went up to him, but I just, I mean, I'm... All right, Tanya. Yeah. I got your answer. Okay. All right. You do that, uh, have you guys done that yearbook signing thing yet? No, see, they get their yearbooks on Friday before school, and we don't get them until, like, after school, and so I won't have a chance for him to sign it. Uh-huh. Or sign his, mm. which would have worked well. I would have just signed my name and... All right, better, better idea. Forget the yearbook. You do one of those things that the geeks always did, which they get a T-shirt. And they go, I'm having everyone sign my T-shirt, and you're a senior, and you're, you're going off, and you're not going to be here next year. So I want you to sign my T-shirt. Yeah, but she wants to give him her phone number. All right, now, naturally he obliges. And if he doesn't oblige, forget it. I mean, there's no way you're going to extract this guy's number. But you get him to sign the T-shirt. And while he's signing, you have yourself probably a minute to a minute and a half in which to cast your spell, your demon spell on him. Okay, Tanya? You have that little window. He's talking to you. You guys, you fumble a little bit. You look for a place to sign it. Don't, don't wear it in there. I, I don't, see, I wouldn't want to, I don't, I want him to know that I actually want, because I wanted to say something like, oh, yeah, um, I just wanted, here's my number if you want to call me up and we can do something sometime. I don't want it to look like just an end of the year thing. I want him to know. See, she's, she's a little more natural than that, Adam. I know, but she's got no, no huevos. <laughs> she's got no spine. I, I guess I'll say spine because women don't have the, well, they do have the huevos. They have the eggs. Uh-huh. But they don't have the huevos. <laughs> the huevos. Tanya? Yeah. And listen, you, you, you talk a pretty good story, but the bottom line is, is you, you don't, you don't react. And I'm trying to make an easy way for you guys to get together, to start some dialogue, and then you can work it in. Work, do the t-shirt thing. I, I don't want to bring a t-shirt to school and just... Oh, do a sweatshirt then. It doesn't matter. No, I, I don't, I don't want, like, something, I mean, no, I mean, say I just want to give him, I, like, want to give him my phone number without, like... Right. All right, well, then uh, wait, just wait. go right up to him, yeah. then. Yeah, I'll tell you what, 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 no, 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 what you had just said to us, the, the, in, the, in the exact manner in which you said it, sounds perfectly natural. And I think any guy would be flattered by that. By just, what? Just the way you said it. You said, hey, what did you say? Hey, if we go do just, something. Just to go up and say. Uh, just like you said that. And then and then don't expect to go on with the conversation more than that. Just make it kind of a greeting. Maybe we can get together sometime. Ha- have the number pre. Yeah, have the pre-written number down. 
hand it to him, and then if he continue, has you stay there, as you say, Adam, they kind of keep you there, right? Right. She knows she's in pretty good shape. Yes, and, and, and ladies, please, do not worry about the actual formation of a sentence when you're talking to an 18 or 17-year-old guy. You go up, he doesn't hear. All he, he hears blah, like... Blah, 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 phone blah, blah. Yes, you're in, the, in, in the old... Uh, Char- Simpsons. Char- Simpsons. In the Simpsons or in the Charlie Brown. Right. Whenever they were talking to an adult, like the school teacher, they picked up the phone, blah, 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 boobs, blah, 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 ass. That's what guys hear, okay? So hey, it's funny when women try to worry about because think about it, Drew. Even Drew, the, uh, the, the, who has the tightest anus in the world... When you were 17, if some great-looking girl came up to you and said just about anything, if any if anybody came up and seemed to be interested, you take it as you wouldn't be dis, you know you'd be flattered by it. No, you wouldn't go. Oh boy, what a piece of ass! But man, her her sentence structure was poor. No, but yeah, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. How it I, it's sad, but but you don't. So you go up and talk, and uh, and believe me, you could if the guy thought you were hot. And was attracted to you. You could say, "Hey, um, uh, we're, I, I'm going out and uh, club some seals after school. You want to come?" Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, should I bring my own club? Or th- th- that's how they get guys. That's all. All these uh, these movies where the guys do the killing. That's how they do it. They, these teachers or or these women, they date these guys. They go out with them for about three weeks. They give them a little sex, and then they go, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to need you to snuff the pope." And the guy goes, "Um, okay," and uh, get a buddy of yours to help you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Because guys are stupid and horny. So am I. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back. And boy, will we be mad if you bail. Blinds galore. Oh, yeah. What's in the name? That's the name. Blinds galore. Blinds as in blinds galore as in much, much more. These guys buffed us out over here. Let them buff you out over there. Blindsgalore.com. They have everything you need. Don't get in line at the big box store and mismeasure and get screwed. Go to Blinds Galore. They do 100% custom window treatments made just for you and your windows. Family owned and run for over 15 years. They sell blinds. They sell shades. They sell it all. If it goes on a window, they sell it. They've mastered the art of helping you create a perfect window. Free samples, free shipping, free expert design advice. It doesn't get much more convenient than that. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Tell them Adam sent you. Hi, this is Mickey. Hi, right, I'm Chris. We're in Lush. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Phone number here at Love Line, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Danny, 17, you're on Love Line. Oh, uh, hi. Hey. Uh, first of all, let me just say that, uh, uh, Adam, Drew, I love you guys. You're great. Adam, I caught you at the HF Festival. Oh. Yeah, and when you came on, I turned to my friends and I said, Guys, shut up, shut up. That's Adam Carolla. He's my hero. <laughs> Thank you. And they hit you with a, a beer bottle? Um, 
They didn't just didn't stop talking. Yeah, no, they pretty much just ignored me. Yeah, but, you yeah know, right. I thought I just kept telling. I just kept yelling at him. So. Well, I appreciate it, Danny. It was hey, a good I show. Hey, I went to the bat for you, man. Thanks, man. Um, but, uh, my problem is that uh, like a couple of days ago, uh, or yesterday, uh, my friend Jenny introduced me to her friend Nikki, who is going out with another friend of mine named Seth. Um, diagram, Adam. Please. All right, hold on, Jenny, Nikki, Seth, Nikki. Seth. Jenny and Seth are my friends. Seth is going out with Nikki. All right, you should be able to kick Seth's ass. No, I'm not involved in that kind of a way. I know. I'm just saying, anyone named Seth, you 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 can kick their ass. Uh, yeah, probably. Don't argue with. Me. Never would I argue with you. Thank you. Um. So, uh, a couple of days before Seth and Nikki started going out, Seth and Jenny slept together. All right, so, so Seth and Nikki. A couple days before. All right, here going we go. Out, got it. Um, but Seth and Jenny. All right, see the arrow Yes, I see it. I got it. Okay. All right. So um, I meet Nikki. Only yesterday did I meet her. Tonight I get this phone call from her where she says, I need to talk to you. You're the only person I can trust. And I'm like, I just, I'm thinking I just met her yesterday. All right, and what's the deal? Um, Seth is like stressing out. There's this weird stuff. I don't know. They're having their problems. That problem isn't what the problem is. Problem is that she expects me to help her, but she's like she's manic depressive, she's suicidal, she's been like abused and molested by like everybody in her family mm-hmm. growing up, and there's just all this junk in her background, and you know, and she's like really needy, right. and I don't think Some... she's dating anyone right now. She's just looking for somebody to care for her. Right. How do I deal with this girl without like driving her over the edge or something? Mm. All right, you've only known her for a day. Yeah, but she her yeah. her. You know, her she's probably borderline personality disorder, and people with that kind of... And I think she's crossed the border. I yeah. think she's actually into Tijuana the, with her personality. The people with that kind of character structure really can, see, can sense out people that are good for them to lay their stuff on. They're sort of dependent people that they can use and twist around a little bit as as they as their whim needs. Yeah, but I don't understand Danny's attachment. I mean That's like, right. Why does he feel responsible to her? Well I mean you're walking down the street, you got some homeless guy coming yeah, up to you going, the, uh, uh, the but, uh, communists are taking over the country. I mean what do you do? You it, ignore him and you just, move on. It just proves the point. She knew exactly who she was getting when she when she uh, went after him. And indeed he probably was one of the only people in her environment that she could readily get at and connect with in that way. Um, he needs to make a decision if he's going to help her or not. And he, one of the one of the ways of dealing with her is just saying, "I, you know, I can't help you." Okay, but she will come on very strong about that. And uh, if you get in, it's going to be a chaotic ride. I'll tell you that. Uh, insofar as what you can do, just keep encouraging her to take her medication and to get back with the people who are treating her, and do not get very involved in this because it will be terribly confusing and very painful probably for you. All right, but I'm saying if she's better looking. Then oh, stop it! Stop I, it! Oh, then he's. She will draw him in. She will draw him in if she's attractive. Yes, absolutely. Jamie, fifteen, you're on Love Line. Hi. Hey. Um, I have this problem, and I don't know whoever can help me. I think maybe Doctor Drew would be able to help me a little bit more. Okay. okay. Um. Adam, shut up. Okay. That's what she's telling. Me. I'm just translating. Okay. Right. Um. Well, I went to this party a week ago, and they put me in an honesty trance. And it's where you on, on a what? An honesty trance. An honesty trance. Huh. Yeah, it's where you like put someone in a trance and you take them to the room of honesty and anything you ask them, they'll tell you the truth. So it's hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. And um, 
What happened was... Who, who did this to you? My friends did it. How do they know how to do this? I have no clue. They just asked me if I wanted to do it, and I was like, okay. Oh, boy. And there was this one guy in the room, Rob, and they, they asked me if I liked him, and I really can't stand him, and I said no. And they asked me why, and I just, I like, you know, I told them, well, he's really ugly, and he just has a bad personality, and I just don't like him. And he's, he, like, clapped his hands really loud, and they told me that I went all psycho, and I, I just um, started, like, pulling at my hair and everything, uh-huh. and I don't remember this. And then they got me out of it. And ever since then, I've been having really weird dreams. What have the like, dreams been? Um, one dream was where I was tied to a chair, mm-hmm. and there was, like, my loved ones and family members and friends. They were all in a line in front of me, and they would come up, and they would pinch me, mm-hmm. and I was screaming and crying, and I was telling them, stop pinching me, stop pinching me, okay. and they wouldn't stop, okay. and I'd, okay. like, wake up crying. Okay, well, where was the room of honesty? Where was it? It was... I don't really remember. I don't. I don't, all I remember it's just, is like it's the hypnosis. last thing that they said to get me into all the right. trance. All right, all right. What what did they say? The last thing they said was that um, there's a red ball whizzing at your head. Tell me when it gets really really close. And then I told them, and all, and then like it's I just don't remember. And they said I was in the trance for like um, half an hour. And then the next thing I remember is when they got me out. Well. Uh... This I'm glad you're telling us this story. I'm sorry this happened to you, but but at least it illustrates for people how dangerous hypnosis can be, and really pretty much anybody can do hypnosis. It's a pretty easy thing to do to learn how to do. I went to uh, the uh, hamper of honesty when I was 14 once, and I've never been the same. Yeah, you re- remained there, I suspect. Hamper. <laughs> uh, but here here's the deal, basically. I mean, you never know what kind of emotions that sort of thing is going to generate, or what kind of damage you can do, because people are terribly vulnerable when they're in a trance. Here for Jamie, it seems that. The whole experience of being in someone else's control in that manner and being out of control of herself triggered some old feelings about her upbringing, evidently, and about her her feelings about her relationship with her family and whatnot. It sort of got her back in touch with those feelings. They resurfaced. They've been defended and incorporated in her personality all these years. Now, boom, they're back up in her face again, and she has not the tools to deal with them. All right. Uh, so I suspect it will settle down by itself, Jamie, but if it doesn't, please tell your doctor, and there are things that can be done about this. Really? Nah, I, I'm just I'm brushing this off as one of those sort of teenage stupid, you know, like when I used to hyperventilate and a guy, you know, grab me in a Heimlich maneuver and knock me out. You know, it's just stupid stuff you do. It, it, it is stupid stuff you do, but it, is, it has caused a real event, it appears. And, uh, whether, and that event, I think, is going to be subside by itself, I suspect. Lisa, 17. Hi. Hey. Hi, I think my question is more for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I have a boyfriend who is diabetic. Yeah. And I haven't had sex with him yet, but... I read in a magazine that diabetic patients cannot, like, sustain an erection for very long. Is that true? Well, when they've had the disease for a long time, if, if you're, if, particularly if his blood sugar has not been well-maintained, the, the, right. the better his blood sugar has been controlled, the less he is going to have those sorts of neurologic or neurovascular problems. But that is certainly one of the things that happens to diabetic males as they get older, and it becomes quite severe, uh, It's usually at some point during their life. And uh, as Adam, I think it was a diabetic call we first really discovered this, that if we just learned to tell uh, diabetic teenage males or marijuana-smoking teenage males that it would affect their penis, they they will stop. And uh, diabetics particularly would attend to their blood sugar, and perhaps the uh, marijuana smokers will at least reconsider what they're doing. Right. Early death is really not a deterrent. Right, right. But something happening to your honker, now that's going to get some quick action. So, Lisa, how old is the guy? He'll probably it would probably be no issue at eighteen. 
Okay. So when will it become an issue? When he's like 40? When he's like 40. Wait, and even then, if he's well-controlled all his life, he, he may go through without any problem. Lisa. He doesn't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. How, how far in advance do you need to chart his penis, his progress? I mean, for Christ's sake, you haven't even done it yet. You've got to make sure things work and well into the guy's 40s. I know. I'm sorry. What do you want him to do? Sign something before he has sex with you? Yes, I will be able to satisfy you for at least 20 years. Lisa, okay. just uh, enjoy the guy and don't worry about his penis. And for Christ's sake, don't bring it up to him. I won't. That's why I called you. Okay. Unless he's not maintaining his blood sugar control and he needs a way of motivating him to do that. That would right. motivate him. Okay. Give, give him a churro and then uh, give him a nice wet one and uh, everything will be fine. A churro? I don't know if they have churros other places. Yeah, but you, you have a diabetic, a, a sugar donut? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. That'll get him going, right? Yeah. yeah. With that? No, you got it all wrong. That's bad? No, bad. What do you give them? Bad. They give them like the right dose of insulin. Well, they got, they got insulin in churros, don't they? <laughs> they don't have churlin. <laughs> what the hell do I know? I'm not a doctor. Wait, you, you can't eat churros? No. Uh, oh no. What a life! No sex, no churros. Uh, oh, I'd kill myself. Katie, fifteen. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, uh, nothing. Okay, I just want to say I like you guys a lot. You guys are really cool. I listen to you every night. Wow. Uh, they, uh, the, the screeners, the screeners must are be feeding this. them yeah. something. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, maybe I have diabetes and I don't know it. <laughs> gonna, we're going to tell cancer. you tonight. We're going to tell you after Something's going on here. All right, anyway, Katie. Actually, okay. Kate. what your grandma said might finally come true tonight. Oh, okay. I'm getting a hook after the show. Enjoy me while you can, Loveline listeners. Okay, well, I kind of have, I want you guys' opinion on something. Okay, I like older guys because, well, I don't know, just, Guys my age are kind of immature, but do you think it's wrong for older guys to go out with younger girls, like, say, 20 and 15 or something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I don't think there's anything. And, and women do mature much faster than men. And, and physically, they mature faster, too. I mean, if you look at some 15-year-old women, that's as good as it's getting for a lot of them. I mean, I, I hate to be cruel, but they look really good, and, and they're sort of at their peak. Guys still a little gangly. Big knobby knees, sparse hair around the groin area, big Adam's apple, voice changing, Brillo head. Keep going. Buck tooth. Did you get braces? <laughs> no, I didn't have braces. Oh. But I still had big teeth. The rest of my teeth grew. I see. Or my mouth got your head bigger grew or something. Your teeth, right, right. Absolutely. So, Kate, there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything it, it, wrong well, with well, well, 17. Wait, 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 wait. But the real problem is not with the girl dating the guy. What's the problem, Adam? Maybe you can answer this. A 20-year-old dating a 15-year-old. It's the guy dating the girl. Yeah. There's something wrong with a 20-year-old who's going to junior high uh, to do a shopping. I mean, that's wrong. I mean, when I was 20, I was out the house. I was working construction. And the notion of going back to the junior high or, or going to the high school and picking myself up a 10th grader, while tempting, was sort of out of the question, even for me. And I'm an atheist. Yeah. My penis knows no God. <laughs> no law and order either, evidently. But, <laughs> but uh, that, I think that's a fact. And even, even a, a healthy 20-year-old, were they to be inclined to do that, uh, would have such different concerns and be in such a different place in their life that it would still be unhealthy for the 15-year-old. Yeah. And that's, in fact, not what happens. It's usually the disturbed 20-year-olds that go out the 15-year-old, so it really screws up the 15-year-old. Yeah. And the 15-year-old is not in a position to judge what that person is like because it's not one of their peers. All right, so our advice is for people like Kate who are 15 who uh, can't seem to satisfy themselves because men are immature at that age is to go out and find yourself a mature 15 or 16-year-old. Exactly. They're definitely out there. Exactly. They look 
like Drew did when he was in high school, which is not a pretty picture, but they're out there. GoDaddy wants to help put your business online. The website builder makes creating a website easy. Even if you don't have any technical skills yourself, just choose a design from hundreds of customizable templates and personalize it with website builder's drag-and-drop design tools. Don't pay a web designer or spend hours on Google learning how to build a website. For just $1 a month, you get everything you need to create a professional website with unlimited pages, unlimited pages, including a free domain name, free hosting, and GoDaddy's award-winning 24-7 support. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter the code LOVELINE to get the website builder for just $1 a month. See website for details. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. Tomorrow night, Dishwalla. A little later in the week, Corn and Goldfinger. So we got it going on. Can I interrupt? I don't think yes. you said the, the, the area code for the fax. Uh, I didn't. Uh, uh, 310-854-4455. Thanks for that speed bump. Chrissy? Oh, sorry. Christy. Yeah, hello. Hi, your 15 year on Loveline. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Your show kicks ass. Thank you. Anyways, I have a problem. I think my dad's gay. He went, he spent the, this guy spent the night, and then not too long ago, he um went to his house till like 11.30 at night. Oh, jeez. That's well after the streetlights were turned on. <laughs> and I don't know what to ask him. Like, He's, Where's your mom? Um, she's not here. Where is she? She's out at her friend's house. Yeah, in general, though, where is she? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, Drew? I mean, where was your mom? Are they together? Are they having problems? Or do you have a mom? What's going on? No. All right. All right. Well, Christy, well, well, you're yeah. confused by the way Drew phrased the question. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, please. We're not talking to uh, uh, Harvard uh, laureates here. All right. You can't. You say, where's your mom? And they go, uh, at, the, at the Circle K, picking up a loaf of bread. He <laughs> meant, where's your mom in terms of the relationship? Are they divorced? Yeah, they're divorced. Okay. She lives somewhere else? Yeah. And do you know why they're divorced? Um, because, like, my dad was getting really angry with us. With? He's not gay. Gay guys don't get pissed off at their kids. Well, this is a long time ago. This is eight years ago. That was when he stuck in a marriage, though. Oh, what the, yes, he missed his uh, penis. <laughs> Christy. Yeah. How's your dad's uh, temperament in general? Is he, uh, is he an angry guy? Well, sometimes, yeah. He gets well, mad really what, easily. Nah, I don't know. No gay well, guy Adam, gets mad. Adam. No, no. Oh, believe for Christ's me. sake. I, I know plenty of gay couples, nicest guys in the world, in the yeah. skin, very soft. <laughs> All right, so you Chris, are wrong. <laughs> uh-oh, producer Ann's on the phone. Gay men get mad really easily, kind of like women. Well, they, they, they pitch their little tizzies like women do, you know, but they don't take, they don't go after their own All family. Right. We're about to get, they get mad at men like, brood. We're All about right. to get 50,000 calls. Men brood, but, but gay men, they get pissed off like when the fabric scheme is off no, on something that they, vo- they're vocal about it. All right. Well, all right. maybe but, you're right. But there are plenty of gay men that have no f- feminine quality to them, that you would not imagine they were gay in the sense of being effeminate. Mm-hmm. Many, many gay males are male. Yeah. No. 
Yes. A male in all respect. All right. Let me let me let me ask a few more questions. What's he do for a living, Christy? He works at like a building place. Uh, oh, we building supply. Oh, like yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. You I mean he's he's giving out like plywood and two by fours oh, and no. He like makes like something for like delis and stuff. Oh, delis. Yeah. Those little sneeze guards. Oh, he he's like a plexiglass man. Yeah. He makes uh, sneeze guards for delis. Well, now that's different. <laughs> uh, he ain't driving a forklift. No. All right, so it's kind of a coin toss here. We don't know. <laughs> now, what makes you think he's gay besides him being over at a friend's because house? He's always with that guy. Well, you know, he's divorced. He probably has a good buddy, and he's probably hanging out with him. How long has he been divorced? Um, eight years. Does he ever date girls? Once. What was that? Huh? How long ago was that? About... Four years. Okay, Adam. All right. Here's the here's the main point, though, Christy. Mm-hmm. Does it would it make a difference to you? Uh, no, not really. Then well, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we just prefer he'd be happy. Yeah. All right. Well, then don't think about it. If it, if it bothers you, assume he's not. Okay. You know. And and look for an opportunity to bring this sort of thing up with him. And it'd be very simple to say, you know, how come we don't date girls? How come <laughs> I don't ever see you with a girl? Well, that wouldn't be real simple, Drew. No, no, it would be uh, it would be tough to do it, but if the opportunity presented itself, if there was a op- time when she was comfortable to ask a question like that, huh. ask it. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to know if my dad was gay. <laughs> I'd assume he wasn't and just let him go that's about fine. his life. And that's you, but maybe Christy yeah. wants to know, and that's up to her. Does he have a squeegee in the shower, Christy? Yeah. Oh. 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 Why don't you... Uh, does he eat a lot of yogurt? Yes. Mmm. There's like five things of yogurt in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. Potpourri. All right. Any potpourri around the house? Yep. Oh, single dad, divorced dad with the potpourri around the house? Yep, and he's very clean. Oh, well, all right. Just uh, make sure he, he practices safe sex and give him all the love and support you can. Oh, well, I, I didn't want to ask. And I think I think now uh, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Kelly, fourteen, you're on Love Line. Yeah. Um. Well, like, first of all, I want to say it's a great show and everything. All right, something's up, Jerome. Yeah. People do not have to say that. Don't feel obliged. We, we appreciate it. I don't mind it every once in a while, but here's how I'd like it, Kelly. Uh huh. I'd like it in 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 doses. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Here's the way I would like it. We have we go we go weeks on end with. Not uh, not a compliment to be found, don't we, Drew? Yeah. And then we get them all in one night. Right. I'd like, like, two a night. It feels like just people are just joining the party. Yeah, I, I would like, like not genuine. one each hour. Right. But but not 15 an hour and then go 35 hours with not, with not one compliment. All right, Kelly? All right. But all thank right. you anyway. Well, anyway, I have a question for, um, well, let's see which one you can answer this. All right, um, Kelly, what's up? I'm 14 and I'm, like, a common Dilaudid user. What do you mean, common? Like maybe twice every weekend. Huh. I don't know if that's common or not, but anyway, I want to know. How much are you? How much? How much are you using? Like eight milligrams. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to know the long term. How much thing. do you weigh? Uh, about a hundred and twenty-five right. pounds. Dilaudid is a very potent opiate, like uh-huh. heroin. Uh-huh. Okay. Or it morphine. Stronger than morphine, yeah. Like morphine or Demerol, uh-huh. it just happens to be oral. It is profoundly addictive. Uh, that is not to say that it can't be used for short periods of time safely for people who are having, say, surgical pain or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
But if somebody is prone to addiction, which I don't know if you are or you're not, if you have a family history of alcoholism, if there are other addicts in your family, you've got to be worried that you could be. Mm-hmm. And here you are beginning to abuse a substance that could really trigger addiction in a, uh-huh. in a, in a terrible way. Opiate addiction is a, is a profound form of addiction, and you're only 14 years old. Uh, I don't know of any long-term effects of dilaudid. Uh, again, when people are under the age of 15, the brain is still changing and evolving to a tremendous extent. So I'm greatly concerned about people using any substances before the age of 15. But opiates, in general, tend to leave the brain pretty much intact. It doesn't do much, but it causes a profound form of addiction. And one of the things it does alter is your state of being able to tolerate survival without the opiate. In other words, after you've been exposed to it for a period of time, there actually is a change in parts of your brain that make it difficult to be off the drug. And that's not a brain damage, but it's a brain change, and it's what perpetuates the disease of addiction, and it is profound with this chemical. Kelly, where do you get it? get it from, like, my friends sometimes, and, like, sometimes from just, like, the straight dude that gets it for me. Well, where can you get this stuff, Drew? I, well, I mean, mean, a doctor has to write a triplicate in, in, to get it, at least in this state. And uh, it's it's a very controlled substance. I'm sure it's available on the street, though. But you think it'd be pretty hard to get. I don't know. Maybe that sounds naive. That's like saying heroin is hard to get. Same thing. Yeah, but heroin at least is manufactured right. uh, outside of the country or wherever the hell. I mean, it can be made. This stuff can't be made in, unless it's in a, in a, uh, by a drug company, can look, it? No, correct. But uh, look, you can get Valium on the street, right? Yeah, I guess you, so. You can get Demerol on the street. You can get anything you want on the street. All right. I'm just, you know. It may cost more if it's less available. Okay. But that's, so, like, Kelly. Yeah. Can you can you start drinking uh, beer instead or something? No, that tastes like crap. Okay, good. Kelly, don't, d- Kelly, just... don't do it. Come on. Oh, geez. you want to get hooked on this stuff and strung out and be like 15 years old? I mean, you're gonna ruin your life. Uh-huh. You understand? Yeah. You know, it's so weird when you're when you're in your teens. You just don't care. You just don't care. We just don't really get it. You don't really get. I mean, today is what's important. If it makes you feel better, that's about as far forward as you can see. And it's things, you know, medical consequences that are three or four years off, it's mm. almost like it's something's going to happen to someone else. So you might as well feel good today. Right. And which is, is could not be further from the truth. The, the devastation is going to be yours. All right. So, Kelly, mm. please, for for Dr. Drew, for the triplets, uh-huh. I beg you, the, stay away from this stuff. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Get into, uh, like, uh, we'll start like a Christian rock band or something. Yvonne, 22. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a a really uncomfortable problem. Oh, good. Um, I'm engaged to be married in March. And, well, I guess over the past year or so, I've become increasingly attracted to my fiancé's brother. Like, mm. like, I don't know. It's gotten I- kind of bad. Like, fantasize about him and stuff. He's really attractive. Have you guys actually been doing anything? Hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> does she, Does he know about this? Is he aware of it? No, he doesn't. He flirts with me a lot, though. And is this just a sexual thing, or you actually would want a relationship with him? <clears throat> well, I don't know. I try not to think about it like that. Like, I try to just convince myself it's purely, like, you know, a sexual, physical kind which, of thing. Which means, basically, it could be anything. Uh, I guess. And probably more than just sexual, physical. Mm, you're maybe. You're afraid that it's more than that. Yeah, because, like, it's made me kind of think, you know, twice about getting married. Well, I think that's what it's there to do, yeah, frankly. Absolutely. I think that's what your brain is doing to you. You you can't admit it to yourself that you're not ready to get married, so it's sending you a messenger via this guy. 
the, and the feeling is right. The, and the feeling is, hey, I'm still interested in other guys. And that is not the time to get married. Right, well, I'm I'm really, I mean, I'm really in love with my fiance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now listen, Yvonne, we uh, get these calls all the time from from people who are uh, getting ready to get married, and that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> they cannot. <clears throat> Pardon me. What they do is, like Drew was saying, instead of like saying themselves, taking inventory of their emotions and saying, hey, maybe I'm not ready to get married. Maybe I'm feeling pressured it's, into yeah, this. It's too scary to admit that. What they do is they start thinking about a move that's going to sabotage the marriage. And oftentimes they'll do it. They'll, they'll basically go, uh, I was due to get married uh, in two weeks and I went out and uh, went out for uh, my bachelorette's party and ended up uh, blowing uh, the cab driver. <laughs> You know, and, and you go, why? Why would you do that? Oh, yeah. don't you know what you're doing? You're screwing up your whole relationship. Oh, there's so much at stake. Oh, you already bought the ring. Oh, you bought the cake already. But it's like, yes, you knew exactly what you were doing. You're sabotaging this. Yeah, it, you're, you're getting a message and you should listen to it. Okay. It's loud and clear. And, and I think you're re maybe ready to sort of deal with it now, too. I mean, like. And but, don't, don't, when, when you do break up the marriage, don't, don't go out with this guy's brother, okay? Don't do that. I, I don't plan on it. And, and you, you know, it doesn't mean you have to end the relationship with your fiance either. It just means you're not ready to get married. That's loud and clear. And that's why it's so powerful, by the way, because think about it. Here's some guy you've never been with. He's just a good looking guy. There's plenty of good looking guys and all of a sudden it's consumed and, you. And it's not saying, she's not saying to herself, I want to have a last fling before I get in the marriage. She's saying, Oh, I'm overcome with this guy. I'm a relationship, right. maybe with. So him. the message is: is anytime there's more at stake than it, there should be, meaning you're you're going nuts, obsessing over someone you've never even touched before, then it's compensation it's for message. something else. Yeah, it's a message. All right. huh. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with you. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike? TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it are you doesn't talking about? To I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Oh, come on, now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Well, 
Hey! Ah. <laughs> Dishwalla tomorrow night, then Corn, then Goldfinger. Uh, producer and uh, Sunday's Father's Day, and my uh, pops, I think, is going to come in here. Do we have someone booked for uh, next Sunday? Yeah. Oh, who? Probably Kiss. Oh. Well, my dad's down with Kiss. Ugh. I, think I thought he, you were going to have him come up when Drew was gone. My dad was the original bass player for Kiss. A lot of people don't know have, that. Have, have your up. dad come when Drew's gone on All vacation? Right. When's Drew, Drew, when are you going? The following week. I'll be gone like the, All the, week. the, yeah, oh, the whole okay. week. All right, so uh, my, my dad, who's a uh, doctor of psychology, will uh, come in here then and... Uh, and sit in, and you guys can ask him all sorts of bizarre questions and find out uh, how I turned out the way I did. I'm Adam Carolla, and that is Dr. Drew. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Phone number for the show, Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew. Drew, you got a call picked out? No, you don't. Actually, oh, I you're do. so consumed here, with Hang me. Hang on here. Here we go. This is it. Here we go. Drew was so worried about me, he didn't take care of his own crap. Sarah, 16. Hi. Hey. Um, I was wondering if you could help me with the problem with my father. Um. Just yesterday, we were, like, over at Blackbuster, and we were getting a video, and um, he got into this huge fight with me, just over really nothing, and he started yelling at me, like, in front of everybody in the store, mm-hmm. and I just, I couldn't really take it emotionally, because I felt like I'd probably just, you know, cry any second, so I just walked out and left, and um, he, I mean, he just, like, constantly bursts out at me and just, like, makes me feel worthless, and he doesn't care, like, who's around or anything if it's where, where, where's your mom and I, and I don't mean right now i mean where where is she um, no she's with my dad I mean, I mean can you appeal to her about what, what your dad's behaving oh she on she like accepts like not accepts it but she realized that it's happening and but i don't know if my mom really can do much about it because she kind of has the same thing going on with my dad because they're endlessly having arguments and it's like They'll all of a sudden be in an argument. It's like every three months, pretty much, they go through these cycles where they get into an argument, and my mom wants a divorce. And they're, and they're in that cycle now, huh? Uh, well, not right now, but it happens. I mean, they just went through is, there. It's like, is there anything else going on with your dad? Is he using drugs or alcohol or anything? Um, no, not at all. Is, he's got a, is job stress. Is there anything else going on with him? I mean, no, just normal school and whatnot. Nothing really. With him? Well, I'll tell you what could have done it. It's, uh, you know, Blockbuster doesn't have a porn section. And I've been known to, th- uh, I mean, I took apart a Blockbuster out there I, I, at Sherman Oaks I, I once. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I found out there was no porn section. I just, I, I just dismantled the place. Yeah. It was, it was like a tirade. No. Sarah, that wasn't it. No, it's okay. not just the Blockbuster. It just happens, okay. like, all the time. I mean, right. it happened, like, New Year's Eve. Has okay. he been doing it since you were a kid? Um, yeah, well, especially, like, ever since I turned pretty much, like, 12 or 13. Oh. And it's been, it's just like, he, he feels like he'll come. It's almost like I have a boyfriend who like comes and like abuses me or whatever. And then later on says he's sorry. You but, know? Which is sort of typical cycle of abuse that people get yeah, into. And, and it, it, like the thing is, I can't do anything about it because he's my father. And all right. Like, I, well, I, I hate people like this. Yes, yes. I cannot stand these people. Yes. They don't play by the rules that yeah. everyone else plays by. They make a scene. They don't care. They embarrass you in public. And you know what it is? It's a form of emotional blackmail. Because here's what happens. You know this guy. You know he's going to pitch a fit 
at at any time he hears bad news, he's going to pitch a fit. And he's going to be loud, and he's going to make a scene. He's going to make everyone uncomfortable. So eventually you start walking around him. Uh, don't tell him this. Don't tell him that. Uh, he's going to blow up if he hears this. And it's like you're blackmailing everyone around you into sort of staying in line, into not telling you anything. And, and enabling that person to continue that behavior, too, by the way. Right. Right. Because I, I, I would imagine you would be reluctant to tell this guy things. Confront him. Well, see, I've had these huge arguments with him, and I tell him, you know, when you do this to me, it makes me feel absolutely worthless, because he tells me I'm, like, worthless. And then it's like we go to extremes, like he hates me, and then all of a sudden the next day he'll feel so bad for what he did, and he'll say, you can do whatever you want, you know, I love you so much. God. And it's like How confusing. Kind of a chick thing, really, is what this is. I I hate to be uh, sexist here. You don't hear about, I mean, you hear about guys getting drunk and raping their daughters and doing stuff oh, like no. that, but this whole sort of pitch a fit and then apologize the next day. Oh, no, it's pretty common. It's like emotional abuse. It is emotional abuse. Yeah, but I kind of a chick, it's a chick thing. Uh, oh, wow. oh, come on, Drew. You know oh, you don't want to, you don't want to admit it. I, I don't want to admit it, but I, I'm just trying to think how Sarah, who obviously has great insight, uh, how she deals with this. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to, f- I can't really figure out where off the top of my head whereby you can stop it because you know he's going to be that way no matter what i mean i've talked to him before about you know it really bothers me but he then he says yeah i know it bothers you and but it's like he does this not just with me but it's pretty much anyone he comes in contact and if she tries to walk away from it or just be away from it he's probably going to escalate further and may Mm -hmm. become physically abusive that time he feels that much out of control yeah and it's too bad that sarah can't physically abuse him because i'll tell you one thing when you beat the crap out of somebody and there's always that fear. Now, not that you should use a physical prowess to hang over someone's head like a noose, but it's a nice little insurance policy. When they know that if they push you too far, you're going to give them a good ass kicking, they stay, they tend to sort of stay in line a little bit. And not that I'm recommending or, or it. Or they escalate further and bring weapons and things. No, all right. Well, that could be it, too. So, I don't know. Sarah screwed. you wait another two years to move I, out I of mean, I mean, but she can appeal to her mom, appeal to some, maybe an adult at school. Somebody who can help. Another adult environment who may have some a power or authority to help you. Try to find that person and, and tell them the same story because you have great insight into what's going on here. Julie, 18. Yes, um, I have a problem with one of my guy friends. We were at a party, and he has a girlfriend, but she wasn't there. And we kissed, and I feel really awkward about it, and I don't know what to do. That's all you did was kiss? Yeah. For long periods of time? Um, We kissed, not, yeah, kind of. Uh-huh. It went on for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, were were there sort of sparks flying? Um, he likes me, and I don't know if I like him, but we're really close, and I don't want to mess anything up. Uh-huh. And, and he has a girlfriend? Yeah. And have you talked to him since then? Um, not really. Is oh. she your friend? Yeah, he's my friend. No, she. Oh, she? Yeah, I just saw her the other day. Uh, how long has it been since you guys made out at the party? About a week or two. Okay, and you you have not spoken to him since. Um, I I talked to him once. Okay, but and this didn't come up. Um, yeah, but we just said that we we're gonna forget it. But I still feel really awkward about it. All right. Well, listen, Julie, you guys made out. A lot of people have made out with their friends. Guys, I don't know. Guys have had their dogs do weird things, but you get over it. You had a few beers. You're at a party. Sometimes it's the environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's other couples hooking up. There's uh, some beer or some reefer, something going around. The music's right, and one thing leads to another. But you agreed to forget about it. 
You didn't sleep with the guy. I'm sure he's agreeing to forget about it because he doesn't want to get uh, his uh, current girlfriend PO'd at him. So let's put it behind you. Okay. It's no big deal. All right. And the, what's going on between he and his girlfriend is really his business, and you just need to learn not to do it again if he approaches you, if it's something you're uncomfortable with. Okay. Yeah. Unless she has feelings for him, which I'm guessing she may. Yeah, I'm, that's my concern, too. And probably just didn't want to admit it. Right. Because, listen, unless someone has feelings for someone, they usually don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, when people go, I'm really concerned about his feelings. I'm really concerned what it's going to do to the relationship. They're not really that concerned about their feelings. They're not really that concerned about what it's going to do to the relationship. What they're really saying is, is I did have some feelings for this person. Uh, otherwise, uh-huh. I wouldn't have made out with them. And I want to know what to do with my feelings. But we glossed over that. Mike, 28. Hi. Hey. Hey, um, I, I, uh, I love your show, man. I listen every night. Thanks, Mike. But no more compliments. Okay. Okay. Well, I just have a question. Um, I did, I've been dating this girl for about uh, two years, but we had a problem the first year. We kind of broke up because we weren't getting along. and uh, <clears throat> So we broke up for about four months, and we got back together. And she told me she was working in a lingerie place. And, uh, you know, I took a word for it. I called her at work, and uh, I just, I kind of felt funny. It was kind of funny, you know. She was making all this money. And I'm like, well, what do you do there? So I, I you know, I do, you know, I do the books and the, the schedule appointments and stuff. And, uh, and I was just I was wondering about it. So I went and checked up on it, and it was a massage place, you know, where you get, like, back massages and, you know, full body massage. Right. And, and you know, and I asked her, I was like, you know, what's going on? And I trusted her, and she's very, she seems very trust, you know, trusting. And, and then, um... Uh, I find out, you know, she's, uh, she works there and it's kind of bothered me, you know, and, uh, and I thought she cared about me, you know, and I, I don't know. She just told me she was just a manager. So then another eight months go by, you know, I checked up a couple of times, checked up on it, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I found out that she was doing the massaging. All right. And yeah, wait, wait, Mike. Yeah. Jump ahead to the part where you caught her blowing the guy. <laughs> Please. No. Taking no. too long. I didn't catch any of that. Okay. None of that. None of that. I, you know, I just, it just kind of hurt me because I, I figured she'd love me. I mean, I, I, can you, I don't understand if she can love someone and do, you know, I don't understand You're saying you can love someone and give, give someone else a rub down too? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I see a, uh, engineer Mike over here begging phone screener Sherry for a rub down. Like, you know when a dog, you know when you come to the house, the dog rolls over on his back and rolls around a little? And it means he wants you to rub his belly? Yeah, that's what happens there. That's why Engineer Mike's not on top of the show all the time. He's basically his, his eyes rolled back like a saliva stream coming from his mouth. And phone screener Sherry's giving him a rub down. Now, is he having sex with her after the show? Probably. <laughs> no, no. No, he's not. But he's getting a rub down. Do that's all. talking about those, those places? I mean, is that, is that acceptable? I mean, she's the massage parlor. What? Yeah, they're jacking off guys. Oh, okay. That's All right. Fine. That's that's not a rub down. Well, I'm saying, but that I mean, I don't understand how she can care about me and do that. And and I, she lied to me for about six months. She's told me she just started doing it two months ago. All right. Listen, listen, Mike. Please. Yeah. Don't don't turn everything toward you. Here's the deal. Uh, a lot of these women, these prostitutes, uh-huh. these uh, massage parlor workers, uh, strippers, and whatnot, porn star. 
women. Uh, I would I would reckon, and I don't really have anything to substantiate this other than talking to a few of them and stuff like that. Just as many of them are married as is is other women. Your average twenty five year old woman is a lot of them. Most all of them have relationships, or at least the the strippers I used to talk to used to tell me they're married. Although that yeah, you know, wait a minute. All right, but anyway, here's the deal. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with her. It, she doesn't probably look at it as is, is, uh, slapping you in the face. It, she's slapping herself in the face. Do not look at it as as her using this to attack you. Yeah. You know, this is her own issue, Mike. And it's true uh, if you guys maybe had a little, you know, if she felt a little more strongly about you, or you'd think she would respect you enough. Yeah, tell me initially. To, to, well, to yeah, but uh, she knows it would piss you off, Mike. Yeah. And she probably loves you or likes you and doesn't want to lose you and doesn't want to piss you off, well, so she obviously she's going to lie. She never asked me for money. I mean, I would have gave her money if she, she said she makes good money, but, you know what I mean? That, she said, I can't go in there. I said, well, I want to go in there then if you're doing that. She goes, no, you're not. I mean, well, that's a hypocritical. That's not what are you talking about. Uh-huh. You mean I you're going to, yeah. What? No, what? You mean, you mean she wouldn't give you a discount? <laughs> no, she wouldn't let me go in there. I said, if it's no big deal, okay, it's no big deal. Let me go in there and get a massage from your friend. She goes, no. Oh, right, right. I said, well, that's a hypocritical. She goes, no. I said, why are you working? This? You know, I, I just thought she cared about it. I'm really hurt. You know, right. I, I really, I love her a lot. Okay, Mike, I understand. Here's the deal. This girl's got some problems. I, I, I hate to uh, make big, broad, sweeping statements, especially about broads, girl. but... She's working in a massage parlor. It's, it's accurate to say that. She has a job. You know, listen, if you have a job where you have to wash your hands after every every client, you're not a doctor. Uh-huh. That's bad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But okay. Quit. All right. Look, but the fact is, if you if this is going to be a chaotic, difficult relationship, just judging by what you're saying about her, and if you're not up for that, get out. And by the way, when you quit, whatever it was you're doing, it does not cure you. Right, and, right, and I think he's having great difficulty just accepting she is who she is. Right, and she is. Yeah, and, and that's the l- fact. Lord knows what her past is like, anyway. H- hideous, no doubt. Uh, well, not no doubt. No doubt. Most likely. Okay, okay. Lit- semantics. Uh, Ladina. Yeah. Six- Sixteen. Yeah. Hey. Hey, um, I have a problem. Um, I broke up with the guy I lost my virginity to, like last August. And I was wondering how I can get him back, but he has a boyfriend right now. He has a boyfriend. Yeah. He so he's gay now. No, he has a boy. No, he has a girlfriend right now. He has a girlfriend right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Drew. <laughs> Just because we both heard her say boyfriend twice. <laughs> All right. Why do you want to get him back? Because I miss him. Oh, oh, you you, you don't want to pay him back no you want to you want to you want to get the relationship back yeah mm. yeah why'd you guys break up um i don't know i wasn't ready for a serious relationship you broke up with him yeah yeah now if i asked him would he say that i don't know well, Call him. it's an honest answer all right how 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 into this new girl is he huh how into his new relationship is know. he he said they're getting pretty serious, but I don't know. She, right. wants, she wants you to call him. You want me to talk to him, Ladina? Yeah. You know, it, it seems like uh, this is a waste of time because he's in another relationship that he's getting serious about. And you're just having trouble getting over losing your first love. Yeah. Which everyone does. 
but, but still, it's, it's critical to get on with your life. For the sake of entertainment, I will let you beg for him back through the uh, through the airwaves. Okay. You interested in that? Yeah. All right. We'll put you on hold. Okay. I watch everybody in the control in there go. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Mike was getting a big rub down. Boy, it's a good thing I wasn't talking about blowjobs. I mean, for Sherry, not for Mike. Danielle, 19. Oh, hi. Hey. Um, last night, my boyfriend came over, and um, he gave me a monkey bite. And then, well, he didn't give it to me last night. He gave it to me a couple days ago. I've just been hiding it from my parents with makeup on it. And mm -hmm. my mom just noticed it last night. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me how I shouldn't let this guy suck on my neck and everything. And then all of a sudden, she starts talking about how um, I need to go get birth control, and I need to use condoms and everything. And... You know, I just had a monkey bite, and all of a sudden she's assuming I'm having sex. And, I mean... That is far better than the alternative. The alternative is your mom freaks out and says, I can't believe you're being with boys at all. Or... No, I'm 19 years oh, old. Oh, I know. Or Danielle sweeps it under the carpet and never has that conversation with you. I mean, she just took the opportunity to, to have the conversation that she probably should have had when you were 15. But it, it's kind of nice that she... May, I don't know how she delivered it, but it's nice that she's willing to at least to accept you then as an... Like, how could you ah, do this? Well, that's, that's the bad part. That's the bad part. You, you left that out. But I, I haven't done anything, and, you know, she's assuming I'm having sex with this guy now. And, and she won't believe that you're not. I didn't I didn't tell her that I was. I just I just sat there, and I just shut up. You just kept your mouth shut. Yes. Now, are you having sex? No. All right. With anybody? No. You're virgin? Yes. Where's your mom? She's in the living room. I right, put her on the phone. No, oh, please. No. Yes, she no, does not understand what a find you are. No. No, no, I can't. I'm just going to congratulate her. No, 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 I don't want you to. And then the thing is, I'm supposed to, um, well, because they just recently let me have a boyfriend. All right, Daniel, why don't you turn the radio up and let me talk to her through the no, stereo? I can't. She doesn't no, understand what a find you are. No. Oh, what a great job she's done. You can you can congratulate her for that. The reason why I haven't, because I'm just, I'm just too scared of the consequences. Like, a lot of my, I mean, my cousins and my friends, when they get pregnant, my parents, they don't want me to speak to them anymore because they, they think there'll be a bad influence on me and I'll be just like them or something. You know the beauty of parents? They, they really spend, uh, moms especially, spend the first part of, 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 uh, the rearing trying to stop their daughters from having sex. And then the, the really, then it somehow breaks into the second part, which is begging them to have grandkids. <laughs> I don't you want know? to have sex because I don't want to have kids and I'm, I, I don't want to do that. No. Good, Daniel. You understand that the, the behaviors have consequences. A lot of your peers don't get that. And that's great. And if your mom doesn't believe you, uh, that's her That's her loss, really, frankly. Because but then me and my boyfriend are supposed to go to Las Vegas like at the end of this month. Oh. I don't know how to tell her. And my dad's just going to freak out if I tell, um, tell him that I'm going. You better let Adam talk to her. Yeah. Put her on the phone. No, I don't want to. Put her on. And then because she was telling me how I need to go get birth control and condoms, I told my boyfriend about it. He said I shouldn't lie to my mother and just tell her I'm going to Vegas with some friends. He was saying it's like she's giving me permission to go ahead and have sex. Which, yeah. which is an interesting uh, phenomenon. It's almost like she's uh, she's having such difficulty accepting the fact that you are a sexual being. She like wants to get it over with. <laughs> and just and just have it. It's just that's the way it is. So she can deal with accepting it. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. She's got to think about who you are and where you are and learn to trust you. The thing is, I'm just too scared to even talk to her. She just uh, found that I had a boyfriend last night too. She didn't know. Hey, I'm telling you, Danielle, it, it there would be a moment of uncomfortableness, but I would crack this case wide open. It's rare that I would support Adam in a position like this, but I think 
I can talk <laughs> to her. I will straighten it out. You will no longer have to pussyfoot around your own home. So should I just tell her that I'm going to Las Vegas with him? And you should let me tell her. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. Oh. Well, I, no, I won't go that far, but you should let him tell her. You know, congratulate her. For I would. I like, well, you got like this. Send her over a uh, T-shirt. But then she's like really serious. She's telling me how she's going to call the doctor and she's going to make me an appointment for the guy. Well, th- all right, that's fine. Then, may, that, the, the, Danielle, I think that's a, that's a great opportunity to allow a third person to reconcile this thing. Go, go, say, great, we're going. Go tell the doctor your problem. Have make sure your mom is there in the waiting room. Have the doctor bring in your mom, and so you two can discuss this with an objective person there, who can also, by the way, corroborate the fact that you are a virgin. That's what you ought to do. You bring mom in while she's still up on the stirrups. No, just after that. Okay, because that can be uncomfortable. Could be, would be. I'm starting to itch. Loveline will be right back. Doctor Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Yeah, Film Vault. And what is this Film Vault you speak of? It's it's our podcast, Anderson. It's the podcast that we do about movies. It's a, a vault of film information. New movies. And old movies. Movies that are streaming now. Movies you should send away for. You should make it a point to send away for because uh, they're just that great. Movies that are in theaters now. Gambling? Oh, there's a gambling element to Movies it. that have not been released yet. You'll find it all in the Film Vault. You really do. Why aren't you listening to the Film Vault? There's no good answer. You can download it over there at Podcast One. You should download it over there at Podcast One. Film Vault. Yeah, Film Vault. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. We're talking to Ladina about 10 minutes ago, um, trying to uh, give her boyfriend James a call and uh, win him back, and uh, James is not home. Ladina? Yeah? Here's what I would say. It's it's very um, common for males and females to try to cling to whatever the first... uh, boyfriend or girlfriend they have especially when they take your virginity yeah and uh this guy's off and he's with another girl and he's moving along in another relationship so i would suggest that you do the same keeping in mind that you probably would have never married this guy you probably would have got together and lasted a couple of months and then broken up for the same reason that you broke up in the first place and you should not obsess on it yeah you're one decent date away from totally washing this guy right out of your hair. Got to accept it and mourn the loss and get on. Wow, true, heavy. <laughs> Leia, 19. Yeah? Hey. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Um, my problem is that my boyfriend, uh, he, he denies me sex. I always ask for it, and he never gives it to me. Mm-hmm. Everything else is more important. Like what? Oh, like the TV if it's on, or his friend if he's got to call him back, or... Or his kids. I never seem to get it when they're around. While they're in the room or while well, they're even, over? Even, well, on weekends we have them, he, even though they're in a different room. Uh-huh. And uh, how old is this uh, half-man, half-wussy? Hey, he's 28. 28. And uh, you're uh, the tender age of 19. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This guy's a little bit old for you. No, he's... He's down to my 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 level. I mean, uh-huh. or you know, I'm 
I'm right. I don't get along you, with people my age. Right. You have the mentality of uh, let's say seventeen year old, but it's okay. He's down to about a sixteen year old. No, no, much more, much higher than that. Oh, I see. No, don't cut him down like that. Oh, okay. So you're still at seventeen, and he's up at uh, sixteen and a half or seventeen. No, no, higher than that. And what would you say? Uh, what would be the age level of your mentality, Leah? Well, I uh, I can buy at bars and liquor stores, and and I I know. Uh-huh. I've got to hold on things. Uh-huh. So you got a fake ID? No. Okay. <laughs> I I guess that sort of answers itself when you ask somebody what uh where do they figure they're at emotionally age-wise and they go I, I can buy beer. I can buy beer. <laughs> so uh you know, at least emotionally, well, I guess I'm know. 21. Uh, <laughs> at least, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. I and drink to get drunk. Drew, you can buy beer. So does that make you 21? 21. Or you can you just be older than 21? I can be older than that. Okay. Well, I, I would be interested I'm to know what I'm just saying. I, people think I'm at that level, and right, even, even though my age isn't they. they right. All right. All right. All right. Lots of makeup and big jugs. Okay. <laughs> no, we get no, the picture. No. Listen, Leia, the <laughs> guy's 28. He's on the uh, downhill slide when it comes to sex. Unfortunately. Yeah, but it's still great when I get it. Well, how often do you get it? Um. Well. On weekends, we're together by ourselves all the time. On weekends, the kids are over pretty much. But right, so it's just, kids are over. It's just the kids. Well, that... yeah, they're in another room. But no, you... Leah, come on. You and then to... it's like if the, if the game's on, you know. All right, you started off by saying you never get sex, and well, now you've he, revised he it. it. He denies it a lot. You revised it to saying when the kids are over. Well, he denies it a lot, though. I mean, like, I just tried a hour or two ago, and he won't. Uh-huh. You're fat. You're overweight. Oh, yeah. Well, Drew, that, that may be a very valid point. <laughs> Thanks, Engineer Mike. Leia? Yeah? Where's this uh, sexual uh, schluff off? He's in the living room. All right, let me talk to him. All right. All right. I like Leia's one of these, uh, she, I, I don't know if she has uh, uh, an iron will or just no brain cells, but she just doesn't care. I love about her. Hello? Hey. Hey. Hey, you're on Loveline. Is this Adam? Yes. How's it going? Good. What's your name, sir? Uh, Brian. Brian. Brian, now we've been talking to Leia. Yeah. And she's, uh, she has a little dilemma. Okay. She's seeing the neighbor guy. No, I was just kidding, Brian. <laughs> she wants sex a little more than you're, you're willing to offer it up. Uh, to hear her say it. Now, we're kind of trying to defend you, especially Dr. Drew, because he don't give it up real easily either. And she says when the, Leia says when the kids are over, you know, and they're in the next room, that you're a little more reluctant then. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guessing it's not that you're worried about the kids hearing yet, it's that you, you equate the kids with the, uh oh, you know, you could get Leia pregnant and then you could really be screwed. But she says you're not getting it, uh, not giving it up in other times too, like when the game's on. And things yeah. like that. Yeah, sometimes that happens. You know, what's what's up with that? I don't. I really can't tell you. Uh huh. Have uh, has things changed between the two of you? Because I know you're getting on a lot when you met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's like a, you know, the start of everything. Right. It's usually hot and heavy, and then there, you know, cools down a little. What's that? It cools down a little. Yes. 
Right. And also life sort of intervenes, right? I mean, he's, he's got to tend to his kids. He has you know, other things in his life. He's a, he's his way of relaxing. Evidently, he's to watch a football game or something. Now, don't don't I mean, don't make I'm, excuses I'm, I'm for Brian. The guy, I really am. How often are you giving it to her, Brian? Um, I don't know. Uh, two times, probably. Two times. Yeah. Uh, a week. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound. That sounds all right. I mean, you know, you got kids, you got responsibilities. Yeah, it's you're not hard work nights, and she doesn't. All right, you're not home from school all day with your penis in your hand and 17 years old. You're you're 28, and you have responsibilities. Yes. Twice a week. All right. Here's what I want you to do. She wants it a little more. You understand? Okay. Uh huh. How's she look, by the way? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It hasn't changed much since you met her. No, not really. All right. That that could be good and bad, by the way, but. <laughs> We'll just take it as good for now. Okay, Brian. Mm-hmm. See if you can see if you can squeeze out an extra uh, extra loaf of sex. All right. Once a week. All right. She, she just wants one more. Okay. That's all. You're not always in the mood. That's fine. Let her get on top. Okay. All right. I'll give it a shot. Just a little more. All That's all. That's all we ask. A small effort. That's all it takes. People get into a big argument. Really, only arguing. I mean, for me, it's like you're arguing over like three minutes uh, a week. I mean, like one Beatles song, extra. It, it really, I, I can't do the math just yet, but it's like uh, it's like fifteen seconds a day or something, and one more extra little sexual encounter. All right, Teresa. Why do we have to get in these big arguments? Just, just one more. You and I don't. Oh, we don't. Okay. Oh, that's right. We're not getting it on anymore. I miss that. Jake, thirteen. Hey. Hey. Hi, um, I'm on an online service, Prodigy, uh-huh. and uh, there's this girl I met about, I don't know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who thinks a girl, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she's a girl. Okay. Okay, anyway, um, so I I think I love her, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she likes me. Right. Of course, like you said, she could be a 40-year-old man, but... All right, that would be uh, young. <laughs> you would be lucky if he was only 40. But go ahead. Yeah, but I doubt it. All right. Anyway. Um, At least he's willing to it. entertain the possibility that that's the case. All right. You're very big for your for your size, Jake. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I got in trouble with my dad, and he removed it off the computer. And, you know, I, you know, before, um, you know, I, I'd go and see a couple of girls in my class and stuff, but, you know, I just. It wasn't the same. What? This is your outlet, Jake. Mm-hmm. This is, it'd be like if my dad came over to my apartment and cleaned out uh, underneath my sink. Wait, Ooh. hold on. That's where hold you on. keep the porno, isn't it? Right, right. On, I, gotta, I gotta go for just a second, right? Wait, who, yeah. your dad's there? Hold on. <laughs> All right, we don't have time for this mess. Do we want to summarize this? No. I, I don't know. I think dad, dad may not. First off, dad probably took this thing away because the kid... Jake screwed it. up and did something, you know, got some sort of $3 million bill or right. something like right. that. Right. Number two, you, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would want my kid to be able to communicate with people, but I, through the computer, I, it, it seems like a crutch to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, people need, it's very awkward. It's very hard when you're a teenager, especially 13. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, up until your early 20s, it can be real hard getting out and meeting people, especially members of the opposite sex. But there's just there was no choice when we grew up. You just sort of got pushed out of the nest and you had to do it. Yet we don't really know Jake. And God knows if he's in some kind of a 
emotionally deprived situation. This was his one outlet of getting support. Why not you hate to have that taken away? We just don't, we just don't know. Uh, oh, he just hung up on five. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, that one was on hold 105 minutes. Oh, jeez, my oh, heart's breaking. <laughs> Shake. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're back to you because my, my I just hung up on someone who'd been on hold since Thursday <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah. All right. So your dad took away the uh, the privilege, the computer privilege. Yeah. And now you don't know how to meet this guy slash girl again. Yeah. What else? What's your life like? Things okay at home? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not like you're just you're in a terrible circumstance and this is your one outlet. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, there's some girls who like me, but. All right, Jake. Yeah. What did you do to get your dad to cut off the prodigy? Um. Jeez. Don't tell me you don't know. <laughs> Be truthful. I, I think I forgot. No, you screwed up royally. You wouldn't forget that. Um. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, um... Oh, yeah. I, I, I bought my uh, ninth grade class uh, tickets to Venezuela. <laughs> what? No, um, I, I used it one too many times, and I uh, crashed the hard drive. Uh-huh. Okay, so you screwed up the computer. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's good. He probably told you not to use it that much or you're going to screw up the hard drive. Whatever the hell hard drive is. But I, I think I rented that, actually. <laughs> but you went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. And you screwed up. Mm-hmm. And now you're paying the consequences. Uh-huh. All right, listen. Uh, I do not blame him for showing a little discipline because otherwise you'll get out of control. Uh, I would not want my kid just uh, turning into a fat albino who knew how to type. Sitting in front of the computer. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I can yeah. picture this. You're just sitting there all day long. Your eyes are getting screwed up. I'd want my kid out there in the sunshine, throwing a dirt clod every once in a while, beating up a neighbor kid, you know, doing doing some kid stuff. Do you do, do, you do that stuff? Do you play, like, sports? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I play basketball, soccer, and a rollerblade all the time. All right. All right, well, then you're stay okay. With, stay with that. All right. And, and your dad will get you back on it. Believe right. me, Just start, start spending more time with him. He'll get you back on that. Right. <laughs> Won't he? Yeah. Yeah, he'll get bothered. We'll be back. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? The final beer I Hey, it's Marnie from the Ask Women podcast, and I want to invite you to check out my website, winggirlmethod.com. Consider this site your central hub and epicenter for success with women. Whether you want to guarantee a number, a date, or a real rocking in the bedroom, I'll be your very own personal wing girl in getting you what and who you want. So check out winggirlmethod.com now and get all the tips and techniques to becoming the man every woman wants and the man that every other man wants to be. one 800 L O V E one nine one three one zero. Uh, that's the phone number. Fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crawley's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician. Tomorrow night, Dishwalla will be in here. Uh, Wednesday night, Corn. Thursday night, my gay lovers, Goldfinger, will be in here. It's a big week, but tonight it's just Drew and I recapturing the 
recapturing the love. Oh, yes. And uh, as Engineer Mike pointed out to me, the I Love You, Adam, uh, signed by the band, is still up on the wall. One of the rare things we can keep up at this place, actually. <laughs> I think it's too high for Lycus to reach up and rip off, by the way. Tia. Yeah. Is that T? Well, it's Tia. Tia. T-A. So, yeah, Tia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tia 14. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're on the air. Okay. Um, okay, I am busty for my age, like 32 C or D. And um, I'm kind of wondering, I need the male perspective on this, mm-hmm. on why guys don't talk to my face anymore. 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 Uh, they're enamored with your chest? Yes. Yes. And I just want a male point of view. Well, there, there, there it went. What? That was my male point of view. I didn't. I know I stated it as, as if it was a question, but it was more of an answer. They're enamored with your chest. Okay, but like that their it, biology overcomes them. Is that what you're saying, Adam? Yes, it certainly overcame me. When I actually I was overcame just earlier today. But I get treated more like, like less of a person, and more like. Like, oh, yeah, okay, like, like... An object. Like, understanding me, and, like, they're just, like, not even talking to me anymore. And the other girls treat you differently, too? Um, they kind of hate me, because right. they think that, like, their boyfriends are, like, obsessive. Right, right, that's tough. I mean, it's no. ridiculous. No, I don't buy it. No, that's not the typical thing, Adam. I mean, that's sort of what happens to girls at this age. Uh, I, I, I know, I, I know it makes a difference in your life. Absolutely. I mean, would never deny that. Uh... Missing an arm makes a big difference in your life. Having a big hooked nose makes a different your, difference in your life. Uh, putting on braces, putting on glasses, having a, a beautiful face or an ugly face. Uh, being an A student or being a uh, F student, it all, everything sort of makes a difference in your life. And okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm diluting this a little too much, but. What I'm saying is, is you saying that, you know, women, uh, think you're a bitch and men can't do anything but talk to your breasts is, is, is over the top. I mean, it's a cop out. It's a cop out. I, yes, it, it does make a difference. Yes, men are more curious and men do look and yes, they're jokes and, and snickers, but it certainly doesn't have to ruin your life. Everybody, especially around 14, we all have our little crosses to bear. There's only a handful of, uh, those people that are, that are, uh, perfect, and even they don't look at themselves as that way. And this is just your little cross to bear, your uh, big, big, uh, big cross to bear. You know what I mean to you? Yeah. And let me tell you this: better, better this than than no breasts at all. True. And, uh, yeah, I mean uh, that would be, you know, that's another thing. We get these calls too. Well, I have, you know, I have no chest. I'm not developed. Guys don't want to talk to me. Blah blah blah. But it must be very difficult to be dealt with as an object, and people have trouble getting past that. And you are thought of and judged based on a characterization, you know, a, a, a appearance characterization that makes judgments about who you are. It certainly rather is. Rather than, yeah. rather than right. anybody caring about who she is. And right. it's something and at, at 14, it's brand new. I mean, the unfortunately, doesn't, doesn't go to that age prepared to be dealt with as an object. You know, at 13, she was being dealt with as Tia. And yeah. all of a sudden, she's... Oh, something else. All right. something outside you're right. Yourself. You're right, Drew, and that's why I've come with a new invention. A mm. uh, huge uh, strap-on boobs for 10-year-olds. <laughs> they could to, walk to around. To train them, to get them used to Well, them. not only the weight difference and, you know, getting around and whatnot, but the attention difference as well. 
So they can just get used to that. By the time they're, cope with it. they're 14, they take the big strap off, boobs off, and they, it, it's almost a relief. It's just that I'm like, I'm an intelligent person and I seem, I feel like less uh, dealt do, with do, than that. I, I, you yeah. eventually hang in there. As Adam said, every 14-year-old gets their own sort of issue to deal with. This is yours. Hang in. You are more than, than, than that image. And eventually people will hear that loud and clear. So please just hang in. This will not go on forever. Okay? I agree to you. Thanks. All right. And then one day when it does pay off, it's going to be double whammy because it's going to be like, hey, T, a great personality and big jugs too. Wow. <laughs> going to be uh, the bell of the ball. All right, but I, I didn't mean to make light of it. I was a little tough on, on Tia, and she's younger than her, you know, average caller and all that kind of stuff. It, it is anytime you're different, even if it's good different, which this is. I mean, people are looking at you because they're attracted to you. Or, they, they're, or they're jealous. Or they're jealous or whatever, which is sort of good different. Different is tough. Yeah. Still better good different than bad different. Amy, 20. Yeah, hi. Hey. Um, I just was calling about that kid that um, called not too long ago about the um, online. Right prodigy well like i guess i'm kind of warning him um because i've met a lot of jerks on there and it's just um i'm actually engaged to somebody mm. that i met and there's a big like mileage difference and everything and i never see him so even if you meet a good person uh-huh. you know especially if he's i guess he was like 13 i mean i don't know how he's gonna get Amy, yeah. Amy, tell me about some of these jerks you met. Did you did you meet up with them? Yeah, I met a guy that lived like not too um, far from me, and he he like he stalked me. Mm-hmm. And I also met a guy that um brought me like took me to his apartment, and he tried to rape me. Oh my god! Yeah. And, and, and where where did you meet these guys? I mean, what would your what would your advice be to somebody wanted to meet up with somebody, a good safe environment? Uh, go somewhere like with someone where you're going to be with lots of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that like you know this person pretty well. Like, don't just talk to them on the computer. Try to talk to them on the phone a lot. I mean, I took a big risk. I flew all the way to New York from Chicago. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I was only like 18 then. Uh. I probably wouldn't do it now. I'm taking a computer out of our, out of our house. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my, my, I'm not allowed to use it anymore. I'll just get rid of all the phone lines. I'll tell you what they ought to do with these computers for the teenagers. Just put a hole in the side of it so they could actually mount it. That would save millions of dollars on the prodigy bill. He's like, believe me, if they just got themselves like a little... Uh, uh, Intel blowjob or something going on in there, they would get me right off that thing, be back out in the yard, throwing the softball around. Believe me, it is it is the erection that keeps these people on for so long. The guys, the guys, that yeah, is. Yeah. And, and you, and the women, what keeps them on is the willingness to believe. Yeah, they well, really yeah. want to believe. I got like lots of you know poetry and stuff. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. know where it comes from. I know where it comes from. Poetry books comes from a book. You yeah, scanned exactly. it right on there. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Unless it's that man from Nantucket stuff, which is, um, I guess, more of a limerick. Yeah. A- Amy. Yeah. Now, you finally found a guy. Was this the guy in New York? Mm-hmm. Right, so that turned out okay? Yeah, it turned out great, but he's, you know, very far away from me. Uh-huh. And, and Amy. Yeah. Let me uh, let me paint a little, uh, little picture of you, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. It actually may not be so little, but Amy, you, you didn't have many dates in high school? No, not many. no, not many. A uh, little difficulty with the boys. Yeah, when no. I got out of high school, though, then I. <laughs> I 
started drinking and loosened up a little bit? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah. All right, trying to get attention that way. But it was always just sort of a one-night thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now you want you want someone with the words as well as the um, as well as the penis, right? I mean, you you want you 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 swore off of that stuff. Yeah. No more getting drinking. No more getting loaded and having one night stands. Yeah. I'm gonna get to know someone first. Yeah. So I'm gonna get them to uh, I'm gonna write to them for a week or so, and then I'm gonna go meet them at some uh, bus depot somewhere, and they'll take me back to their apartment and try to rape me. Yeah, well, it was a long time before I went to New York and met him. I okay. Knew him for like. Six All right, so you got a good guy, and he he, he lives a, a thousand miles away. Yeah. All right, but, uh, but things are fine for Amy, though. I mean, but she brings up some good some good points. Well, to me, it's catch twenty two. If you're if you're trying to meet someone via the computer, you're inherently flawed. <laughs> so how can you find anybody? Because everybody's flawed is online. It's almost yes. It's almost like those personal ads. If you have to stoop to uh, putting in a personal ad. There's probably something wrong with you. I, I hate to make uh, sweeping statements, but uh, it's part of my job. How many times have you filed those ads for yourself? Like 11 times. All right. Alex, 17. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm just turned 17. I'm going into my third year of college. And Do the math on that, Adam. That yeah. means she got herself into college when she 14. was 14 years old. Right. Wow. You ain't no junior college bitch, are you? No. No. Um. Wow! I find, I mean, surprise, surprise, I find that it's hard to meet anyone. Yeah. It's it's weird to to be anywhere near people. When I was in college, there was a 12-year-old there, and uh, he he was a computer genius. A Asian kid? No. What? And actually actually outstripped the the power of the computer. That institution had to go somewhere else, had to go to another school. Oh, my God. The computer's not big enough. But this was in the 70s, remember, when everybody was on Fortran and things, but... um, and that was the the amazing sort of cons- thing to watch is this poor guy was still 12 years old. Yeah. And he had real trouble with having lost the opportunity to develop socially with his peers. Yeah, right. I, I know. Yeah, like I, I didn't have anything, you know, I didn't jump ahead any grades, but there's this episode of Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah. I was actually this close to being held back every year. So, Alex, yeah. what, what's what's the deal? What's going on? Well, I'm I'm taking grad school classes now. Oh God! You, yeah, you must so, do. You, do you have giant veins in your forehead that pulsate no, I, when you think too hard? I'm in classes with like 25 year olds. Oh, I must. Be, I mean, is it there any be. way? How can you be with your peers? Well, I don't know because I don't know who my peers are. It's weird. To yes, you're kind of stuck between two worlds. It's very, right. very difficult for you. I don't have any ability to relate to people my own age because. Because um, you've been with 25 year olds all this time. Right, since I was all of 14. Oh my God! What happened to you? Think I'm a little bit weird. Hey, Alex, did you eat something special? No, I, I, I don't know. I read a lot. Um. What is that? What was that? I read a lot. A read. Hold on, let me write that. How do you spell that? <laughs> All right, I'm going to read. Anything, forum, whatever, doesn't matter? you got to read important stuff. I, I, I guess the important stuff. Right, Adam, porn won't do. Uh, um, forget it. Sticking to radio. I, I forget about I being smart. curious about whether there's any way for me to um, sort of build healthier relationships with people, either my own age chronologically or my own age socially. You, you're going to have to do it systematically. You're going to have to make every effort to do it. You're going to have to carefully select people your own age who you feel 
that you can uh, sort of won't be intimidated by you. Uh-huh. And you're going to have to pick 25-year-olds who are sensitive to your needs as a 17-year-old. And first, then, Alex, first we have to do the whole montage scene where we give you the makeover, like in those, uh, you know, fraternity weekend movies, a school of hard knockers, you know, where we take the glasses off and we no, let no, your hair no, down. No, no, and... no, no, come I, on. Have, I mean, I don't have any problem getting dates, but they're all 30. Oh. Alex, are you good looking? Yeah. All right, listen. I want to. I'm, I'm going to keep you in a box okay. until you turn 18. Well, you see, that's kind of my feeling. It's kind of weird for my parents that I'm dating 30 year olds. You know. Oh, that's not. Well, that's not good. That's yeah. not good. No. Not, how do they feel about 32 year olds? That's not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, well, get off the table. I want this girl. She's. I'm going to keep her. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put you in a lab. I'm going to build a lab. I'm, I'm cleaning out the hall closet. I'm building a lab. I'm going to uh, slide food under the door, and I'm going to keep you in there like my own little sign, my sex scientist. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, um, right. See? <laughs> all right. Well, maybe not so much sex, but the scientist part. Okay. All right. Alex, I don't think, you know, let's, wait, we'll leave her on lunch. Unfortunately, we are completely out of time here, and it'd be interesting to explore this further with you here, but there's really no way we can give you a simple answer for, you know, you're, you are bright enough to figure this out for yourself, but be very cognizant try to tune into what your emotional needs are and plan to develop relationship with people who can meet those needs and it's unlikely a 30 year old or a 25 year old is going to be able to do that and if that doesn't work uh, get a petri dish and clone your own man Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, no time. Uh, Dishwalla tomorrow night. Be very interested to uh, meet Dishwalla. I will be here. Drew will be here. The lovely Lisa will be here. Manning the phones. The beautiful Sherry will be here manning the phones. Manning the men will be the lovely angular one, Engineer Anne. Manning his own schwanz will be the one nut wonder, Engineer Mike. Until then, mahalo. Been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This has been a Podcast One production. Executive producer Norm Pattis.